Hey everybody, Donnie Turner here, your host of the Free for Life podcast show. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, checking into the this episode today and for you know continuing to following the podcast and to listen in. You know, I'm really excited for the near future. I'm going to be having a couple real estate professionals on the show. I'm going to have Kathy Fedke, somebody who I think is one of my mentors that helped me get started in my real estate journey. Um, she's actually the whole inspiration behind this podcast, so that's going to be an amazing episode. I'm going to talk to another guy named Mike Jordan. No, not Michael Jordan, the basketball player, but Mike Jordan from Detroit, who is um, a turnkey developer for real estate properties that helps investors like me acquire properties. I've actually bought two, pro- three properties from him in in the recent history. So it's going to be super exciting to talk to him and talk about how he's doing his business, what he's doing exactly, and how he's helping people such as myself and maybe how he can help you guys um, purchase investment properties to help grow your wealth. And I'm going to be starting a new series soon. This series is concluding with this episode about why I chose real estate. And um, for the next couple episodes, solo episodes, I'm going to do another series. I'm going to talk specifically on wealth and why I'm even investing in real estate. So why I'm, so how I'm becoming wealthy. I'm going to walk you guys through a couple of the little strategies that I'm doing and how I'm having my money make more money and they make more money, which I think is super powerful. And then talk about why I'm doing it, generational wealth, how I want to pass down the wealth that I've created to my children, just like how my dad helped me. So I'm going to be talking a lot about that. And, you know, Lord willing, I'm going to hopefully be interviewing another guy uh, named David Carroza, uh, Cameron Carroza's dad, who I had on the show uh, earlier before, and he's going to talk about how he made his wealth and how he's giving back. S- super crazy, great story. Um, that one's going to be exciting. Some Another person I really look forward to, another inspiration for the podcast. And that's it, guys. So for this episode... You know, um, this past series, we were just talking about all the ups, the, all the good stuff about real estate. I bet I got you guys to be like, wow, real estate is super cool. You know, let, let, let's go buy some right now. And which is great. I mean, that was the goal, you know, not necessarily to persuade you and how to on why to buy real estate, but just really to show you why I chose it and why I think it's so powerful. One of the best ways to acquire wealth in this day and age is to becoming to become the landlord, to be the guy that is earning long-term wealth in real estate and why you should do it too. That was really the goal of the show. But today I want to just make this sort of like a disclaimer episode. We talked all about all the positives in the show. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the negatives. Here's just a couple warnings for you guys in your real estate journeys just just to be aware of when you're entering in. And it's some, some of the stuff I've actually had to deal with and some of the other stuff... Um, it's just warnings that I've I've seen from watching other people and what they've told me has went wrong with them and so forth. So hopefully this can bring you guys a lot of uh, value today. So first of all, there's a thing called tenant turnover. Now this is probably just logical. When you own real estate property, when you have real estate investments, you're not always going to have a tenant in the house. It's just not possible. You're going to have times when people aren't renting from your house Remember how we we spoke about earlier, guys? It's a business. And sometimes businesses have slow days. And specifically, tenants, if you don't choose them correctly, they can be unreliable. You know, not paying the rent. You can miss a couple months on rent. And then you have to go to collections on them. You have to, you know, hopefully not, but maybe even evict them and then get new tenants in the house. 
And who knows? You know, it can be expensive. Those those bad tenants that you chose, they could have trashed your house. They could have, you know, put holes in the wall. They could have stole the toilet. Who knows? You know, um, the way I look at tenants is a lot like how I look at employees when I used to be a manager of a business. You, it's not about who you hire, but it's about who you don't hire. And I, and I, and I honestly believe tenants is the same way. It, it, you have to be very selective on who you're letting live in your houses. And sometimes saying no is the best decision you could ever make, even though it could be the easy way out, you know. You just, you got to really make sure that you're choosing quality people that really want to take care of your unit and just want to honestly live in your house because, you know, it's an easy way to get taken advantage of. And on that note, to find these good tenants, you have to be a good property manager. You have to be a good landowner, meaning that you have to take care of your properties. Make sure they're beautiful. Make sure there's something that people would want to take care of. Don't be a slumlord. Don't skimp out and not put any money into your houses. Make sure they're attractive. And, you know, you, you, if you buy in a good neighborhood, a good house, and, and keep up the good upkeep, you're going to have good people that want to live in there. That's just naturally how things work. And to move on from that, most likely, you know, in this wealth model, and honestly, personally, what I'm doing, I'm not, I'm picking the house, I'm getting the financing, I'm, I'm purchasing the home, but I'm not necessarily putting the tenants in there. I'm actually keeping myself as far away from the tenants as possible, just due to liability reasons. You know, I don't want them to know who I am. I don't want them to, you know, accidentally slip and fall, quote unquote, in my house and then try to, you know, pursue me litigiously. But that's why I hired a property manager, like we spoke about in earlier episodes. A property manager is a good buffer zone between you and the tenant. And if you hire the right property manager, they can help you get the right tenants in there. But it's a double-edged sword. If, if you hire not a good property manager, you know, they, they could pick disreputable tenants. They could be possibly biting off more than they can chew in the, in the sense that, you know, they're, they have way too many, because they're a business, you're a customer, they may just have bitten off way too much more than they can chew. They have way too many customers. A firm that should be handling 100 homes is handling 1,000. You know, we've seen that before in other businesses. Real estate is like no other. So just be very careful who you choose as a property manager, because these are the people that are procuring the cash for you. These guys are... They're, they're a business. You're buying a service from them. You're, they're your employee, and you're the customer, and you have to treat the relationship that way. Keep them accountable, guys. You need to be checking in on exactly how the performance is doing, how the tenants are doing, and just keeping a very professional, polite relationship. Be, so on that note, be very careful on who you hire as a property manager. They can be the make and break of your business. They can either make your financial life heaven or they can make it hell. So be very careful, guys. And, you know, have a personal relationship with them. Know their name. Call them every once in a while. Send them an email. This is good stuff to do just just uh, business-wise. And another thing is um, property taxes. Property taxes... Um, are somewhat out of your control. They're dictated by the local municipality and they can go up on a whim. I know my dad personally, he has some um, investments uh, in the Chicago area and they were very lucrative for a time. And then it, it just so happened that Chicago decided, hey, we're going to bump the property taxes up. And you know, he, you, you can, I, I understand it, you can contest it, 
it, it, they reassess it year by year and they try to evaluate how much your property is valued and then they set a tax, a property tax on that house and you can, you know, hire a lawyer and try to contest it. That's one of the ways you can try to combat against it if you happen to be investing in an area where the government is, you know, a little bit overreaching. So something to be wary of. But, you know, you can also, in a sense, you know, just keep your finger on the pulse and consider maybe not even um, investing in the areas that are, you know, um, that are highly expensive. But maybe even looking at secondary and tertiary markets, you know, just uh, places that most people don't necessarily uh, invest in. Now, these can be some of the most secure investments that you can ever look at. Maybe not necessarily the most sexy, but they can help you good, steady growth, good, steady rent, and not necessarily very high taxes. Just something, just something to uh, bring up to you guys. Just, just a quick side note on the property taxes. I'm, I'm not a tax advisor. I am nowhere near that. And so that, that's my little tidbit. Talk, talk to a CPA and see what you can do. And just a final note, guys, before I leave you here today, just the last, last thing, and this is something my dad, person, you know, somebody who's a deep mentor to me has beat, beaten over my head over and over again, know your numbers. You have to know your numbers. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're suffering from any one of these problems, it's most likely because you're not watching your numbers. You need to, you need to start a spreadsheet. If you don't know Excel, learn Excel and start plugging in the numbers. How much are you supposed to be earning in rent? How much are your expenses? Hopefully you've done this beforehand. That's called underwriting. Know your numbers. Kevin O'Leary said, you know, he's uh, one of the sharks from Shark Tank. If you don't know your numbers, you will be eviscerated. There will be blood on the floor in the financial sense. Just from the fact that you didn't know your numbers. So be very careful about that, guys. Real estate is just like any business. So you have to treat it like that. You're a businessman now. Look at your profits and your losses. And track them diligently. So yeah, that was it. That was it for the episode today, guys. Um, that was just you know, sorry to spitfire all that information at you. That was just just a very light rundown on some of the things that could possibly go wrong. Just a small disclaimer before you jump in headfirst into real estate. If if any of what I've said here today was especially interesting to you, if you found it valuable, you know, please like, subscribe, and share to your friends. That, that, that would do a whole lot for me. And, you know, if you have anything that you'd like to ask me or anything you, anything you want to tell me, you know, go ahead, leave a review, leave a comment, or even reach out to me on my social medias. My social medias are always in the show notes. And on that note, guys, take care and don't forget...